0: America, happy Friday! My name is Mike Turk, your host of the 1787 Media Network and the podcast we like to call Simple Answers. It's high noon on Friday, on uh, June fifteenth, twenty eighteen, and uh, it is our tenth episode of the Simple Answers podcast. And today we're going to be continuing the interview with uh, Mr. Marcus Ruiz Evans, the president and uh, one of seven founding members of the Cal Exit Movement. Uh, if you uh, didn't check out the first part to our uh, interview, please uh, watch and watch the uh, till the end of this video, and click on the link there, or just click on the link in the description below. Uh, if you look any more information on the CalExit movement, what they're all about, who they are, um, please see them at yescalifornia.org or follow and like them on Facebook at facebook.com/slash yescalifornia. Now for the conclusion, take care. Go ahead, Kyle.
1: Um, I know that you've been talking about a peaceful secession, so my question is, uh, which I just saw brought up in every single article I ever tried to research on Cal Exit, and I think it's ridiculous, but uh, would you be afraid of a civil war?
2: No. Civil war's not going to happen. So um, if you go on Medium dot com uh type in marcus ruiz evans we've been trying to predict how the vote would go in 2020. Uh, we've been looking at the 2016 election and projections for the 2020 election so who voted for trump who voted for hillary people who voted for trump are generally against cal people who are liberals are generally open to the idea of discussing CalExit. And so we project that, hey, you know, if you had to choose between going with ultra bleeding heart liberal California or staying with Trump's America, which one would you go with? So that's a guess. And I understand we're using hypotheses based on stuff. But these are the best numbers that we have. Um, we'll lose Jefferson. Straight up, we're going to lose Jefferson. Um, they, they Jefferson's want- the northern part of California. I encourage everybody to check out the California Jefferson uh, group. They're going to... Their numbers are so hardcore conservative and anti-California values, they'll definitely leave. However, after that, we're really only gonna lose a couple counties in the Sierra Nevada mountains and maybe one or two counties in the desert behind the mountains next to Nevada. So none of the counties on the coast, none of the counties with major urban populations. Yeah, some people may resist, but they're gonna be about 5 to 7% of the population, that's not going to produce much of a civil war.
3: So how do you mitigate groups like La Raza, who have a completely different view of separating from the United States for California? Um, and I know they've got a pretty decent number of people that are behind that movement. And, uh, yeah, and like you said, there's a, there's a couple other movements too. Uh, the, I believe what's his name? Uh, Tim Draper. Uh, who wants to b- yeah. just break it up into three uh, three sections or something like that. How do you get everyone who has their own little dog in the hunt to uh, to kind of get on board?
2: Well, there's a lot of talk about California breaking up. Um, that's gone on for the last 15 years. Um, you can go look at Senator Jeff Stone's proposal for the 51st state. You can look at Stan Statham talking about splitting California into three. This goes back a while. People have been saying split California up. Mm -hmm. Every single proposal has failed. And I'm glad that Tim Drapers is gonna be up for a vote. It's gonna fail. In November, 2018, the election is gonna come and the idea of splitting up California is gonna fail hard, he's gonna be embarrassed. And all this talk about splitting California up or uh, you liberals are too liberally and the conservatives are gonna revolt and break California up, that's gonna die hard. Um, The reason I know this is that every opinion poll of Californians, has shown an overwhelming majority are against splitting up California. Even when you talk to conservative Californians, they're not too big on splitting up California. They just have the idea the state needs to be a certain shape and don't mess with it. So that's going (laughs) to die off in November. Now, getting at other groups, we have a lot of Latino members in CalAXIT, a lot. And they all say support diversity. For all people, we do not have any Latino members who say, hey, it's about Mexicans and you know, I guess other people are cool. It's about diversity and California values. So yes, uh, La Raza is out there. As I understand, their version of Mexicans first and screw everybody else is more popular in New Mexico and Arizona and El Paso, Texas, and never really found a strong root here in California. Yes, you will see people in California say, La Raza, but what they mean is pride in being Latino, not necessarily Mexico first and screw everybody else. That concept never really got out of the birthplace of Arizona where that movement was born.
3: Okay.
0: So uh, going on this, we kind of touched on it, was if there are certain sections of California that you've said... Uh, won't leave, or maybe when they put it up to the vote, they decide not to and surprise you. Um, I know you've said on previous uh interviews that that's their prerogative. If they don't want to leave, they can stay within the United States. But in my opinion, that doesn't work, it's an all or nothing issue. There has never been a United States territory that has been inside of another sovereign nation, and people might bring up, you know, uh, uh you know embassies and stuff but that's not technically our land it's our building it's not our land um so how do you how do you say that this wouldn't be like um a family guy reference like pretoria or even a like red dawn wolverine type reference um how do you how do you overcome that
2: well um we hypothesize and yes that's that's fair, um, that the vote would go county by county. So usually when we've looked at things and major decisions on if you wanna go with someone or go with this other person, they talk about counties. Jefferson's looked at counties. Um, As I understand, when you look at uh, West Virginia, uh, the boundary lines on that originally started at counties or at least sub-regional governments. They didn't just draw a line. They kind of had some idea of where the opinions split. So very likely it'd be by counties. And we've always said each county would decide to vote. You know, some counties want to go with America, okay. If they want to stay with California, that's fine. And that's why if you look at the essay I wrote on Medium, you can see basically the counties that don't want to stay with California are all all on the border of Oregon or Nevada. We're not really going to lose. There's not really people in the center of liberal California who are hardcore conservative. So we think that the vote's going to go for most of the mass of california will stay intact and and connected to each other there may be some counties on the periphery and the borders you want to leave and they'll either form jefferson or likely join nevada we think people will pick and we think people will be okay with counties because at least in california most of the voters identify themselves by their counties and the entire voting system in california is by county so you have to register with the county to vote, so the idea of voting has been programmed into Californians' mind as being at the county level. Okay, so we we so, think people will accept to vote at the county.
0: Okay, so that makes sense. If you're if you're not worried that somebody's going to lose, you know, literally dead central in the middle of the state, whatever county that might be, um, I mean, there's know,
2: it... there's a few counties in Central Valley that voted for Trump, um, but they are projected to go liberal. In the next few years and they barely voted for trump Mm -hmm. what we're seeing a lot of is counties were conservative and the people who run newspapers and the television stations and all the politicians and all the famous people who get to talk are conservative but the majority of the people are not i live in fresno um if you talk to the people in power in fresno they'll say fresno's hardcore conservative a majority of Fresno voted for Hillary and hates Trump. But if you talk to the people who run the TV stations and the newspapers and the famous people and the people with money, the power brokers, they're all conservative. But their days are coming to an end.
1: But Another question I had is um, you talk about California values a lot. So what makes you feel so alienated from your fellow Americans that you think you need to make your own country as opposed to trying to work together with people who are like-minded to you and try to change our country how it is?
2: Well, we don't think there's that many people that are like-minded to California. Um, For example, California was uh, pursuing gay marriage before America. Uh, California was pursuing climate change before America. Um, The school integration didn't happen in California in 1954. It happened in 1932. America figured it out 20 years later. Uh, Removing the laws banning interracial marriage happened in California in 45. Didn't happen in America until 77. So if you talk to Californians who love progressiveness, and you go, why is it so progressive? They can date this back almost 80 years to where California did things decades before America. That's clearly proof of a cultural difference. I mean, if it takes someone 30 years to get it, yeah, y'all think differently. So there's that. Additionally, Trump has really exemplified this. Um, Trump and Jeff Sessions have made it very clear to Californians that at least a controlling amount of Americans do not share their values and are hostile to them. I mean, Jeff Sessions flew to California to threaten California. That made a big impact. Donald Trump um, not saying anything when we had people burned out of their homes also made a big impact. His calling us reckless and out of control made a big impact. You know, we were waiting for Americans to say, how dare you criticize California like that? They're Americans too. And it never happened. That was a huge signal to Californians. Hey, how come this guy's criticizing us? Where's all the love? I don't see a bunch of Americans standing up and going, hey, Trump, don't talk to California that way. Didn't happen. That sent more of a message to us than Trump. So we have the history, we have the present things. Um, I would say that right now, and I understand people think this is silly outside of California, but the majority of Californians—I'm not asking you guys to agree. I'm just answering the question. Okay, so don't don't argue. Yeah, I'm just answering yeah, no, the
1: question. No fair, no fair. Fair. I really don't
2: want to do a standard Fox News debate. Okay, <laughs> California overwhelmingly believe Donald Trump is racist. They believe that outside of California, a majority of America voted for him when he had already shown himself to be racist, and therefore a majority of Americans, at least at one point, were racist. That terrifies people who are women, immigrants, Muslims, LGBT people, um, people who believe in climate change and activists in general. They are literally scared of the federal government. Now, I'm not asking you to agree with that, I'm informing you of the reason what Californians see. It's yeah. not a joke; and they are actually terrified.
3: So I'm, I'm actually terrified, terrified of the federal government myself.
1: So biting
3: biting my reasons. tongue
1: on the whole <laughs> Fox News debate <laughs> part, um, you said that California was, you know, 20 years early on this form of legislation, 30 years early on that. Is it you're talking about before the federal government itself recognized, or before any other state recognized, say LGBT rights or interracial marriage rights or
2: anything like that it's usually both so there's a few instances where maybe another state (laughs) did it but no more than maybe one or two it usually goes california one other state and then the federal government at some point so usually it's about california being decades ahead of anybody
1: yeah i'll have to take your word on that because that's something i didn't research on my own time because i hadn't thought of it but
2: well just look at the creation of national parks climate change, air quality regulation, interracial marriage, and desegregation. And you'll find California was 20 to 30 years ahead of everybody on right. each of those issues.
0: So I'm really happy you brought up national parks because that was one of the things that one of our followers on uh, Facebook actually brought up was uh, there's there's a ton of federally owned land, national parks, I mean, military bases, uh, you secede, they still own that. What happens? Do they have to buy it back? Do we have to steal really it back? Question. Like, what do we what do we do with I, federal I employees, like, federal buildings, federal cars, I, federal parks? You know, DoD sites, CIA I like, I black like, cell sites. What? I mean, they're all there. What happens to those?
3: I like my solution. Give it back to the Indians and let them deal, do all the dealing.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: but does California like that? I don't know if California would be against it. Honestly, I don't. Know. Well, they'd be,
1: dealing, they'd be dealing with Native
3: Americans and not the federal government.
2: That's true. <laughs> We would much rather deal with native people than the federal government. Exactly. I think exactly. I'll buy my
1: $10 100-pack of cigarettes and go play at their casinos any day before hanging out with them No,
2: people. we're not going to trick native people. Um, California has a <laughs> prosperous relationship. There are a lot of tribes that have a lot of respect and representation um, in the power structures of California. And there has been a lot of casinos that have been allowed. And they've been taxed. And you know we've made that work. I'd also point out that California's native population is above pre-contact, uh, meaning we have more natives now than we ever had in the entire history of California. And it's not because they're having babies. It's because American natives are leaving America and moving to California, because they think we treat them more fair. So I would bet on that relationship if we needed to, and I like that idea. Give the land to the natives, it's theirs, um, and we could, frankly, afford to do that. You know, most of the federal land that you're talking about is the forest.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And it's what's known as the Inland Empire, uh, the desert area between L.A. and Arizona. That's the like 90 yeah. percent of the federal land. Nobody lives there. Californians don't live in those areas. Right. They really need the Inland Empire for solar panels, and they need the forest for water. That's it. If they were able to get water from the forest, they would not care. Who own those forests. So let's say it doesn't go to the natives, it stays with America. I think we could buy the water from Jefferson or Nevada uh, for this reason. The infrastructure is already set up to basically grow water and ship it to the customer, uh, California, in the urban areas. No one else is suffering from a drought like we are. You know, nobody else has this gigantic, thirsty population anywhere near us. So these areas that have the water in California that may vote against going to California or are owned by the federal government, don't have any other customers to sell their water to and already have plenty of water. Like you got a warehouse full of chocolate bars and I'm the only guy that eats chocolate and you're gonna go, no, I'm not gonna sell to you. Who are you gonna sell to? Nobody likes chocolate. By the way, I'm standing right outside your door. Would you like a couple billion dollars in money or do you wanna not? (laughs) 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 <laughs> right. <laughs> i mean let's be realistic i understand some people will be upset but you already have the dams you already have the pipelines right. why not sell the water to us because you're not selling it to anybody else and you're gonna need the cash so right. along and- those
3: lines of federal property uh what about the military bases uh you got fort right. irwin you got fallon or and i'm sorry that fallon's nevada uh, you got el centro you got san diego san francisco Uh, What do you envision there is some kind of a lease with the the United States government for that? Yeah, okay.
2: we always said that. Uh, In fact, we said that in our blue book on Yes California last couple of years, you know, saying, oh, you're going to kick out the military. We have members who say that. I'm not going to lie. We have members who say (laughs) that. And what we tell them is it doesn't work that way. You don't just kick out the military. You can transition to having uh, American soldiers leave, but it will be negotiated. It will take a couple years and it will be orderly. It's not gonna be quick. It ain't gonna be in the first day. Even if we said, oh, we're gonna get all the American soldiers out and America said, that's fine. And everybody agreed, it would still be a couple years. Um, what we're looking at is America pays 100 and almost 200 nations to the house of base pay California. Yeah. You want your taxes here? Keep them. Pay
0: me. I mean, personally, my opinion to that is we should be in like five countries and let everyone else like keep our like we should keep our money, take our our stuff or out no of no
3: countries and just keep it ourselves.
0: Right. I mean, so <laughs> if it was up to me, I wouldn't even leave. If you want to secede and and formulate your own country, formulate your own. You know, shore patrol. If you, you know, if you want to go to war with Korea, that's that's on you guys. Now you're the West Coast. We don't have to worry about it. Do you think um, you'd
1: be an al- Do you think you'd be an ally with the United States at the very least? Of
2: course. <laughs> uh, look, Californians are not fighters. Okay, they're not warriors. They're not. Fighters. They're peace. They will fight, but peacefully. You know, we don't pick up guns. What we do is shut down your economy with embargoes and close all transportation systems, squeezing up the entire electrical and people moving grid. We're really good at that. And because everybody's interconnected economically, we're good at shutting down other economies uh, at will. And that seems to get people to move just about as quickly as a gun pointed at them. So we don't really pursue that. We've been anti-war in Vietnam, anti-war with Iraq. Uh, the most protests against uh, the continuing bombing in Afghanistan and the, um, uh, God, I'm drawing in the uh, block, but the uh, Watsahir region of northern Pakistan and California. We're anti war, but we will fight if we need to peacefully. Um, keep the American bases here. If people want them out, let's negotiate it to take a couple of years, but you should pay. And really, Californians aren't very interested in the military issue I, I, I gotta tell you yes it's there but it doesn't capture their imagination um, when we talk about Calexit what they're talking about is international relations um, climate change regulation air quality regulation LGBTQ regulation education policies where we just make our own decision we don't care what anybody else says that's what drives them it's not and we'll have our own military with a bare pier And they don't, that doesn't really get them going. Well, the, the defense issue really is kind of boring to them.
3: But to be realistic, the reason everyone has, you know, the ability to sit around and think of all these wonderful things is because there are people out there in uniform uh, defending it and making damn sure you have the right to do it. And if you don't, True. If, you're, if you're your own nation, You know, I I hate to always bring up the golden rule, but the golden rule is he who has the biggest gun makes the rules. And that's just, that's geopolitics. If you guys are on your own, uh, you know, peaceful protest and all that, that's great. But what if, you know, one day, you know, Mexico does decide, hey, you know what, we want California back and they're completely defenseless.
1: Well, I don't I don't um, think that the United States would say, "Sorry, California, you're on your own.
2: You want this well, to see? We're not." I'm, I'm, you I'm,
3: I'm, I'm, I'm thinking hyperbole right now, but, uh, <laughs>
1: hypothetically, just, or, yeah.
2: Yeah, just I'll, I'll yes. I mean, there, to there has military. to be
3: some sense of of national identity and and some some form of national defense. Uh to, Yes, to protect absolutely. Citizens.
2: Uh, yes. Yes. We have said in our blue book, uh which has been out for a couple of years now, we published a couple of years ago. There already is a California Navy. It's called the California Naval Militia. And it's independent of the federal government. Already exists by law in California. There already I'm is a California Army. You. independent. No, these are not the reserves. It's called the California um, Military Reserve. So we have a separate army and a separate Navy. Yes, I'm not making this up. This is real. Yes, it only exists in California, basically. Yes, it is legal. Yes, it has been there. The problem is there are only about a few thousand people, like 3,000 total. However, if you look at the reserves, the reserves are paid for by California. We would simply redirect funds from the reserves into our own Navy and Army that can't be federalized. And technically we could do that right now, and we don't need anybody's permission. We just don't. Additionally, in the blue book, we had pointed out that California's portion of america's military is about 60 to 80 billion dollars but like you were saying you need some sort of defense canada is able to defend itself and it's a large country and it has a very capable military and it spends about 20 billion dollars same thing with england also a very capable military and israel israel is in a tough tough area yet somehow constantly battling it's able to protect itself yeah but we also subsidize 20, israel uh, with billions so of dollars Billion dollars as part of the American military establishment, we'll only spend twenty. Have a decent defense establishment to prevent scenarios like you mentioned, and gain an extra sixty billion dollars annually.
1: Okay. Right. Plus, you'd still have your own support system as far as your allies go, because, like you said, you'd still be allies with the United States and all
2: of our our allies. I w- like I said, I wouldn't see it. We want to be friends. Problems. Yes, we want to be friends. We want to be friends. We we kind of picture uh, America, Canada.
1: it works so if uh if (laughs) california became its own nation where would you see the nation in the next 50 to 100 years and do you think that it would be taken legitimately by other nations on the international stage
2: oh good question that's good that's good so uh yeah very good yes um politico uh did an article well, have you guys seen Jerry Brown, Brown traveling around the world signing yeah. deals on climate change? No. Yeah. I yeah. haven't. Do you remember Governor Schwarzenegger doing that? hmm That's two, two California governors of different parties acting the same way. California acting like a nation. Not only do they do uh, memorandums of agreement on climate change, they sign trade deals. They just call them MOUs. So they don't have to use that word treaty. It's right. the same thing. It's a right. long, long legal document without technically the backing of law, but everybody knows you pull out of that thing and California is going to be upset. So it's treated like law. Right. Trade deals, treaties, already acting like a nation, done that with many other countries. Schwarzenegger has 30 nations from around the world come to California for like a UN conference. Ban Ki-moon, the president of the UN, said you did a service for the world on getting the entire planet to move on climate change and you basically did the united nations job he said that publicly that got world respect politico a well-known uh political magazine have you guys you guys know politico yeah Mm yeah okay politico had a title on the front of the magazine last couple months jerry brown president of the independent country of california politico said that on their cover And what they were talking about was all these foreign countries act like California's a nation now.
1: So where do you see California as its own nation in the next 5,200 years then? I would say... As far as its own currency, as far as its presidential system, if you had one, or electoral college system, would you go for that or go for a democratic vote rather than a republic?
2: So If we're talking about government... I don't think it's going to shift very much because I don't think the voters are going to want that. People don't normally want radical shifts. And if you're saying you're becoming a nation that's big and scary on its own. So they're going to want to hear, hey, folks, it's a big change, but it's not that big a change. So I think we're going to keep the election system and the party system and the government and our Constitution and our laws literally just as they are now and probably tweak them. There's only one part in the California Constitution that prevents it from being an independent nation right now. There's one line that says California is an inseparable part of the U.S. If that's gone, that Constitution is a free-floating document for a nation. By the way, it's the third longest Constitution in the world. and has more rights than the American Constitution. That's what I mean. We don't need to do a whole lot. So I think the government 50 years from now will appear largely the same with some tweaking and probably some name changes instead of governor, but they'd be president.
1: So um, on the Electoral College part specifically, um, a lot of, back when Trump got elected and a lot of people had issues with that because he lost the popular vote, uh, but the electoral vote, it seems like most of the left-wingers on my friends list news feed, people that I talked to, whatever, they all said that, they think that the electoral college will become null and void in the next 50 to a hundred years. They seem to not believe in the electoral college. I think it's outdated. So you're saying that you think you'd still keep the electoral college or do you think that eventually it would be voted out?
2: Well, California, so California doesn't have the electoral college. The governor's decided by a direct popular vote. So okay. probably that's how it would be. The governor would be the president and it'd okay. be a direct popular vote. Now, if you want to create states, Within California as a nation, we have talked about that. That would be a new level of government. right? And probably the options for those governors would probably be by direct vote. Most Californians do not believe in the Electoral College. And since it's not here, they're probably not going to institute it. Right. I have heard what you're saying about the Electoral College. A lot of liberals don't like it because they lost. That's the only reason. If they won, they'd love it. Right. Um, <laughs> however, uh, the Electoral College is going nowhere as long as America's America. Uh, for this reason, 46, 47 states become politically neutered without the Electoral College. Without the Electoral College, a presidential candidate could campaign in New York City, not even New York State, guys, Mm -hmm. Texas and California, and he could literally or she insult everyone else and it would not matter at all. So if you want to be politically irrelevant and basically worthless, then you'll get rid of the Electoral College. The federal government is set up not on popular votes, but on representative votes, meaning that the states own the power. States uh, get two senators, states get so many representatives, states get the electoral college. So why would you agree to political suicide and political castration? You're not going to. And certainly 47 units out of 50 are never going to do that.
1: Are are you sure 100 percent that you're a liberal? <laughs> I mean, I've been questioning it this whole time, but I don't, I don't know. Now it's really like, am I on like the punk, am I on punked or something? Like a you know I, know, I feel like I'm
0: getting punked too.
2: <laughs> I I believe in diversity. I believe that climate change is real. I believe the government can solve some things with regulations. Some people call that whatever they call it. You know, I only use these terms because it, it gets the conversation moving, not because I personally love them. Um, I'd rather describe myself in five minutes and have you label me whatever you think fits. Uh, I think we don't even agree on the same terms. Giraffe means something different to you than it does to me. I don't think right. there's a common understanding of liberal progressive at all. So I would, I, I would tend I, to I, agree know, with that. The terminology is garbage now these days. Right.
1: So used more to pit us against each other than it is to let uh, exactly. to see the similarities.
0: Yeah. So one of the things that I was curious about after speaking, um, was what about how is citizenship going to work? Um, uh, are you going to try and do like a dual citizenship kind of thing? Or is, is it just California? Everyone that's in California is going to become California citizen. Like, How does citizenship work?
1: If I live in Nevada and I work in California, do I have to bring my passport every day when I drive to work in California from Nevada?
2: Yes. Okay. California, we're not kicking anybody out and we're not denying anybody anything. Like we said, people go, I'm going to lose my American citizenship and I can't wave my flag and eat hot dogs on the 4th of July. And I said, no, you're not. Do anything you want. We just wanna be able to do our own regulations. So you would keep your American citizenship, you get California citizenship. Now, a lot of people would only have citizenship here in California. Many people would have both American and California citizenship, and they could receive social security benefits, they could travel to America, et cetera. We're not gonna cut people off. Now, if America chooses to turn its back on its own people, then that's up to Americans. But okay. we as Californians are not going to deny anybody anything. You'll have dual citizenship. We think that's great. The difference is that your children will not. So there will be one generation of people with dual citizenship, and then all of their kids are going to be just California citizens.
0: I think that's fair. I think the biggest thing yeah. I was I was wondering about was America's backing to that decision. You know, um, I could I could honestly see the federal government saying, Yep, uh you're now an independent country. We didn't give you the ability to go there. We're stripping all the rights, you know, all the all the citizenship rights. Um But again, they might not be it's that, possible. they might not be that cruel. I don't know. It's a hypothetical situation sure, at yeah. point. Well, I mean, exactly. That's and that's why I kind of lean that way. Like if I was sitting there yeah. going, Oh, maybe I had this decision. I might do it too. If I was, if I was angry that day, maybe I stubbed my toe on my way to work. I don't know. Um, or just the guy stamping the papers has a bad day.
2: I mean, I've had family members say that they go, well, America will punish you and they'll take away citizens. And I'll go, well, hold on, let me get this straight. You're living in California. You vote against California leaving. You get an American flag tattooed on your forehead. <laughs> and the American government's going to turn its back on you? Don't give Mike Does any idea. Does that sound like a country to be It's already on to? my
0: arm. I don't need it on my head.
2: Really? I'm just saying. it
3: would be the yeah, worst PR move in the history
1: of PR move. Yeah, right. Right. yeah. yeah. It's, 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 it's the biggest dick move on earth. Yeah.
0: So I, I have one final question. And since we have all established that you're a closet conservative, I believe. (laughs) um, Do you think that your time could be better served fighting for things? Because it seems to me like you want autonomy from the federal government. You want states rights. The original idea of states govern themselves and the federal government is there to ensure that rights aren't infringed. Taxes are collected and that, you know, a military is there to not make sure you get blown up. Everything else is up to California, New York, Alabama, wherever. So do you think it would be prudent to instead of putting all your time into leaving, put your time into Article 5, you know, Convention of the States, repealing the 17th Amendment You know, taking popular vote away from senators to giving it back to the state legislatures to give state representation back, um, you know, congressional term limits and and everything that will return states' rights. Instead of just saying, oh, nope, that's unobtainable, we're leaving.
1: Because conservatives and us, I know that us three at least, are very pro-states' rights, so we'd be right there on your side trying to fight to... uh... Uh, take from the bureaucracy that is the federal
0: government and give the power back to the states i mean i i would be the like i said i would clear out forests in pink slips and you know termination letters the epa would be gone the department of energy at the federal level would be gone uh school at the federal level would be gone Um, you know literally departments and you know, departments would be gone, given back to the states. Every state has an EPA. Why do we need it at the federal level? You know, every state has a board of elect, you know, um, education. Why do we need it at the federal level? This is all just blown up bureaucracy. And I know, Gerard, you're looking at me like it can't happen, but I think we no, we it, as conservatives have to believe that it can.
3: I, I hope that it can, but, you know, thinking of, the, of California in itself, I mean, think of how much of that money that's being taken from California right now is going into these departments and this, this bureaucratic bloat. Uh And then of course being, being funneled out to everyone's little pet projects and their little earmarks and everything else. Um, you know, it's not fair to the individual states. I'm, I'm in, I'm in total agreement with Mike. I, I, I mean, I, I would love to hear your ideas, you know, on the, on a national scale, you know, sitting in front of, uh, you know, Congress one day, you know, saying, hey, you know, this is what I believe and and, and we need to get the people the power back, you know.
2: Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> we're not talking about you. We're getting, I, 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 know, I know, I know
3: you're getting rid of the EPA. I know, it, but 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 just the fact No,
2: that, at the California level, America could do whatever yeah. it wants. I, I yeah. get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Um, yeah. Okay, so... I'm gonna answer the question. Please understand this is me attempting to answer the question. I'm not bringing this up to be dramatic. Nope, go ahead. Uh, the CalExit movement doesn't feel that America works or that the federal government works anymore. Maybe at some time it did, but it's basically broken and it's sinking. And we wanna mm-hmm. get out before it collapses on itself. I, again, I didn't say that just to say that. That is our view. A couple facts to point out. That's our view too. <laughs> That's our view too. Again, you're a class uh, conservative. Before Trump was elected, uh, you had the lowest faith in Congress <laughs> before Trump was elected. Hmm? Lowest faith in Congress in forty years. Lowest faith in Congress in forty years. Highest polarization of voters since okay. right before the Civil War. least amount of faith in every branch of the federal government in 30 years. In the last 10 to 12 years, throughout the Obama presidency and going into the George W. Bush presidency, America really hasn't passed many laws. Uh, The federal government was essentially locked down during the Obama presidency. Um, You can blame Obama, you can blame the Tea party, whatever you want, I don't care. I'm just saying you've gone a decade without actually operating as a government. Bad sign. Additionally, do you remember when the federal government shut down twice Mm -hmm. and then it shut down three times now? Governments do not shut down. That is a horrible, horrible sign. Happened twice before you're already into two or three times now. Folks, this is a warning sign. Things are going to get really bad. That does not happen. When the World Bank reduced America's credit rating, That was a huge sign, that has never happened before ever. Lost your credit rating. Now, Obama tried to blame the Republicans and so the Democrats, and the Republicans said, no, it's Obama, and I love the World Bank, because the World Bank came back and said, it's the entire American government. All of you are failing to run a government, all you Republicans, all you Democrats, everybody who runs money says you can't run a functional government that Amen. was the worst slam on america in the last hundred years nobody reports on that I was say,
3: yeah that's what i was gonna say you know how many eyes that opened zero
2: yeah I, you, yeah <laughs> folks you cannot shut down the government you cannot lose your credit rating you cannot have the money class say holy crap you guys can't even run yourselves." You cannot have the worst faith. You cannot have the highest polarization. You cannot have nothing passed in over a decade and say it's working and give it a shot.
0: No, I I completely agree. And, and, you know, we we have talked at length many, many times about how, um, you know, we we all individually have lost faith and saying you literally need to go in with a sledgehammer and an axe to fix the problem. Um, there is no you know solution of oh maybe we'll replace some people here maybe we'll pass some legislation there it is literally gut everything um, and start as basic as you can and build it back up you gotta rip um, the band-aid off right right there is no and i think that's kind of what you're alluding to marcus is that you're you are sick and tired that it is now to the point where you, at least in the calexit movement you're saying okay we're just going to rip the band-aid off let the damn you know burst and say get the hell out
2: cuz we think we could be done with the it, it'll be a painful surgery but we think we'd be all healed up and better within 5 years versus how long am I supposed to wait for the federal government to get its act together? You know, in California, the number one thing that Californians talk about is uh, the Supreme Court ruling that corporations are people. That is the number one thing we can point to in California and say, yeah, America doesn't work. The Supreme Court said, uh, I think what, 2004 or something or 2014 or, or something were around there that uh, corporations, uh, citizens united, right? Corporations are right. people. That's been around for years. Congress has not fixed that. When Democrats were in charge, when Republicans are in charge, it's probably never going to get fixed. And so we're just, it's so easy for us to say, hey, Californians, see that thing where corporations are people? Yeah, Congress never got around to fixing that for years. So why am I supposed to believe they're going to handle any other issue when they can't even tackle the number one biggest one?
1: I I I won't argue on that since it's not the point of this podcast.
3: But no, the, the fact that the, the dysfunction of the federal government is affecting, you know, we'll just use California as the individual state itself, it's having a, a horrible effect on, on that individual state. I mean, th- that is a great reason for wanting to rip the bandaid off and say, hey, look, we're, we're, we're out. Um, like, like for me, I knew when, when they did the whole bank bailout thing, uh, I said, why don't we just let the trips fall where they may, take the pain. And then recover from it and be stronger. And yep. instead, we went and bailed out all our buddies, uh, you know, not not the people we weren't buddies with. We let them fail, but uh, everybody else we you know that were sitting at the round table that you know they bailed out, and we're still paying for it. Uh, uh, so yeah, no, I, I'm I'm in full agreement. I, I like the idea of, of just you know, hey, let's make it. A, it it's going to hurt for a little bit, but in the long run, we'll be better off. I like that.
0: Do you think that if, gonna... if California leaves? do you think that'll have a cascade effect on other states? Do you think you'll say, see, you know, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, Maine, Vermont, New Hampshire, you know, New York, just say, screw it, we're leaving too?
2: We've we've had, yeah. Does the exit cause the destruction of America, is the criticism? Um, no. Uh, for this reason. The reason that CalExit is a conversation is because we can pay the bills to keep the lights going. If you cannot show that you will be richer and not go poor, you're not having this talk and no one's taking it seriously. Mm. So when you look at it from that angle, Texas, New York City, and California could pull it off and basically no one else. Anybody else tries to do this? I don't care who you are. You go third world poor quickly because you cannot fund everything it takes to fund as a nation and have your quality of life. You know, a lot of Americans are not aware that on their own, like half of America has a third world economy. You just don't see it because there's so much federal resources coming in. But Louisiana has more in common with Central Africa and countries near the Amazon than it does with the rest of America. They're not alone. The South, the Midwest, parts of the Northeast are like that. People forget how poor they actually are because there's this federal layer supporting them and pulling them up. When that's gone, you get Africa poor.
3: Yeah.
2: Like that. So that means 47 places can't even do this. 47 Mm -hmm. units out of 50 in America alive. America could have, frankly, afford to lose New York, Texas, and California and would still be America with a sense of itself and its culture and have a large economy and still do whatever it wants to do.
1: What if, say, another left-leaning state decided to leave the United States and wanted to join up with California and become the United States of whatever? think that would be a possibility in the future rather than trying to become their own sovereign nation, try to join up with California and the other states who decided to secede kind of like with the North and the South during the Civil
2: War? Uh, Oregon and Washington have talked about that. We've had some people who said, why don't you join up with Oregon and Washington? Uh, and we've ran surveys at Yes California about that. However, it was only about a third of the that people liked the idea, and two-thirds said they're not Californians.
1: The Confederate so, States of California. <laughs> uh, no, we would never use that word. Um,
2: <laughs> don't leave it there. Just leave it there. But, you know, the, the, the question becomes, you know, can Oregon and or Washington join with California? And a lot of Californians don't know those people. They have some right. idea that they're liberal, but when we say California values, we don't know if Oregon feels the same way or, or Seattle. We're guessing, but we don't know. Uh, additionally, all you gotta do is type in Californians not welcome in Oregon. Um, some people have had their homes and cars spray painted with hate messages when they were in Oregon. Get the hell back. That really did a lot to turn Californians off from feeling nice and friendly towards Oregonians, and that's happened every every expletive year. Mm-hmm. Someone gets harassed yeah. because they're from California and Oregon, and it's all over the news here.
0: So, do you guys have anything to add? I, I feel like we beat Marcus up a good a well, good he, deal here. Whether it Was me directly
1: <laughs> asking him or not? I think I had around ten questions, and then he answered all of them. So.
3: Yeah. No, I'm good. I I, I I enjoyed this thoroughly. This Marcus, was awesome.
1: Do you have any <laughs> questions for us?
2: Uh, can I come back and can I bring people? True.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. As long as they're just as conservative as you are. <laughs>
0: now now i i do have one question that is completely off topic well it's sort of on topic but would so california makes their own state or i'm sorry makes their own nation they get their constitution everything's filled out dotted lines are painted do you have a second amendment
2: <laughs> you guys are hitting all the good ones. You guys are hitting all the good ones. I
0: told you last uh, night it was going to be question, tough. <laughs> the
2: international recognition one. Uh, those are all the, the Will America fall? You guys are hitting all the really hard questions. Those are good ones. Um, so California has more rights than America, uh, but it does not have the right to bear arms. So Californians are able to own guns because that's in the American Constitution not because it's protecting the California Constitution. If California was independent, you don't automatically have a right to own weapons. Um, would California put that in there? Maybe, simply because the idea of going around and rounding up everybody's gun is people are gonna get shot. Yep. <laughs> and I think common sense people know. Yeah, anymore. Yeah. probably right. like, I, you know, cause uh, who's gonna do that? The cops, right? So Californians are going to have to be convinced, let's send our police officers into really dangerous situations where everybody's going to shoot at them, who knows yeah. how to shoot at them. That's going to risk our cops. We don't want to do that. So Californians are not for uh, guns per se, but there's a history, and there's a lot of people who uh, uh, cons- don't own weapons. That is a lot of a lot of Californians. Well, you liberals don't. Um, yes, they do. They, mm-hmm. they do. I mean, <laughs> Bill Maher has a forty-five under his coat pocket, and he's a liberal. A lot Hunter of people Johnson in L.A.
3: Big, uh, Second Amendment so, guy. Yeah. I,
2: you know, I, I think we're not for fully automatic weapons. I think we are big on gun regulation. But the idea of you're going to round everybody's gun up, I think that That may cause Californians to go, okay, yeah, we can't do that. We need some sort of working thing. I'm guessing, though, maybe they would say uh, guns are no longer legal. They're not here. But, uh, again, I I know the image of Californians. Californians are practical people. I, I understand how that sounds. They're not going to easily say let's round up everybody's gun without thinking about the amount of loss life and the damage to our having security for ourselves by cops. Yeah. Um, that's just the real world things to make that happen. I know that's not a straight answer. I,
0: no, I, no, that's, that, that's, that's a great answer. That's actually that was, a great answer. Um, that was a great answer. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Marcus, I'm going to say thank you, um, to you. I know, um, this, uh, like I said, we we kind of beat you up, ask the tough questions, but we appreciate your time. <laughs> and absolutely, we'd love to have you or any of you know your friends or uh, members of the Yes California uh, movement on, not just to talk about you know Yes California and the California movement, um, but you know any any issue. I mean, we're open to literally any discussion because we we don't talk to uh, people with those types of opinions all that often, uh, in, inside the podcast. So, uh, it would be a, it'd be an interesting, interesting conversation. I would say
1: really quick, Marcus, uh, where could our listeners find
2: you if they felt like they wanted to hear more what you had to say? Please go to yes. California on Facebook or yescalifornia.org. YesCalifornia.org is our website. There's a the contact information there Say you want to talk to Marcus or go to Yes California on Facebook and talk to the forty-four thousand other people who are interested in this. We post daily, or you can email me directly at marcus.period.ruiz.dot.evans.marcus.ruiz.evans at gmail.com.
0: Very good. Well, thank you again, Marcus. I appreciate all your time. Thanks for
1: coming on. Yeah, thank you. Thank
0: you. All right.
3: Bye. Bye. Have a good night.